is just our opinions and facts gathered on the internet, and we do not wish to offend or cause any harm. Quick apologies for mistakes you make in this podcast, whether it's saying the wrong thing, getting our facts wrong, or our bad pronunciation of names, cities, etc. We also do not have the correct equipment yet, and we are calling over FaceTime overseas. Therefore, excuse our sound quality, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, and welcome. This is Alex Taylor. And this is Cara Moore, and you're listening to Alex and Cara's Agenda Convo. Today, we will be discussing Shakespeare and his influence on modern literature and society after we give you a five-minute rundown of the past week's world news. Take it away, Alex. Thank you. So to start off, at least 31 people have died in the Philippines' strongest typhoon this year, according to the disaster agency. Typhoon Rai wreaked havoc on the country's southern and central areas, forcing more than 300,000 people to flee their homes. Next, according to... Thierry, Thierry Baudet, the leader of the Forum for Democratic Dem- Democracy Party, he said that unvaccinated people were the, quote, non-Jews, and, quote, those who took away, those, those who look away from the exclusions were, quote, the new Nazis. Um, Holocaust survivors and Jewish organizations have rightly taken legal actions in response to his tweets and he has given he has been given 48 hours to erase the posts or face a daily punishment of 21 25,000 euros or 21,100 pounds this is so frustrating because unvaccinated people which includes him i'm presuming have had the choice to not get the vaccine exactly and also a lot of those are children and a lot of rules haven't been passed for children yet either so yeah they have had the choice to not get the vaccine meaning they had meaning the selfish decision uh, they had the choice to make the selfish decision that puts everyone else in danger at risk of getting covid and at a greater risk of death and comparing his freedom to the persecution of innocent jewish people are extremely wrong it's it's just, yeah, and it's disgusting as well. It's disgusting. It's despicable. Okay. Um, next. Officials claim more than 60 people were killed when a fuel tanker exploded in northern Haiti. And next, following a settlement with USA Gymnastics, hundreds of women who were molested by former U.S. National Gymnastics team Dr. Larry Nassar will receive $380 million. Nassar was found guilty of assaulting gymnasts in 2018 and was sentenced to almost 300 years in prison. Um, and drug next, drug authorities in the United States have approved mail-order abortion drugs, making a temporary regulation change uh, allowed this year during the epidemic permanent. However, in the 19 states that already have laws prohibiting the sale of abortion drugs by mail, uh, will be overridden. So it won't work in those states. Wait, are those drugs legal, though? Is it like, it hasn't been, like, Well, approved? it's legal. It's been so basically during the pandemic, they made um, they actually allowed mail order abortion drugs, but now it's permanent, so you can do that now. Uh, before you had to go to like drug stores or like I don't know much, but you have to go get the drugs yourself instead of getting it mail ordered. So 
a new change. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, next, hundreds of people were still missing on Sunday after what could be the longest tornado in U.S. history um, from Arkansas to Kentucky as part of a massive storm that killed at least 100 people. And next, at least seven people were killed after a suspected gas explosion in Ravonusa, Sicily on Saturday evening, destroying four residential buildings. And... Uh, a fire in a building in downtown Osaka, Japan, is thought to have killed at least 27 people. Um, moving on, Prime Minister Scott Morrison has stated that Australians are mourning a, quote, horrific national tragedy, tragedy after five children were killed in a bouncy castle accident. After a breeze drove the castle skywards during a Tasmania school fair on Thursday. The children fell roughly 10 meters, killing five and injuring four. That's horrific. I'm so sorry. I feel like bouncy castle, we never knew the extent of the dangers of bouncy castles, and now we know. Uh, Next, the remaining 12 of the 17 missionaries kidnapped by an armed gang in Haiti in October have been released. So, everyone's released now. I think they still had to pay... Uh, the some of the um, ransom money, not a million though. They didn't pay a million dollars. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, next, the wildfire in Brazil claimed the lives. Wildfires in Brazil claimed the lives of an estimated seventeen million animals. Um, between January and November, wildfires ravaged the world's largest tropical wetland, burning thirty percent of it. And during that year. 22,000 different fires were reported, according to Dr. Marina Napolitano Ferreira, Chief of Science at WWF Brazil. And that's it for the five-minute news today. It, Oh, it, it's five minutes and maybe a bit more, leaning towards six minutes, but I think today kind of fit into that time frame. So, okay. I should feel like all, all of five minute news end up going a little bit over, but I feel that's great because you always get a little bit more information. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, before five minute news used to last like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's fine. We love news. It's fine. Kind of. It's getting better. And that's it for the five minute news. And now we move on to the topic covered by. Yes, let's get started. This topic I am so passionate about because I am such an English student and all the other English students, majors, everyone out there, you will enjoy this so much. Actually, I find that even if you you don't enjoy William Shakespeare, you can still enjoy English, whatever. So English is so powerful, like not just English, just language in itself and any language is amazing. Okay, so let's start off. I mean, the Will- power of literature. Am I right? Yes, the power of literature in any, in many different languages. That makes a lot more sense. So William Shakespeare, the poet, the writer, the dramatist, the dare I say, icon of literature, has influenced 
so much more than just love story by Taylor Swift. And in this week's topic, we will explore many of them. And I say many because it's an ever-growing stream of media and we don't have the time to explore all of them. But I highly suggest you do some extra research into it if you would like. And all the movies that we're going to list below, I would definitely recommend you watching or even some of the um, adaptations of his plays. So Shakespeare's effect on English literature cannot be overstated. Shakespeare's legacy has spread beyond conventional literature and drama to include modern films, Western philosophy, and the English language itself. He is regarded as one of the finest English language authors, having uh, having given new concepts to novels, plays, and dramas, as well as changing the way poetry is written forever. This episode will look at the Shakespeare, how Shakespeare has influenced literature throughout the world. I'm really excited, and the thing is, I feel like we all study Shakespeare at one point. In yeah, mind, you... it's just you know, we all come across him, and he is a household name. We know of him. I mean, I think everyone does. And yeah, even if you like hate him, you have to be honest. Yeah. You've definitely heard of him, and you have definitely studied him, or like heard of at least one of his plays. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start off with a little mini biography to refresh your memory. So Shakespeare was an English poet, uh, poet, dramatist, and actor who was born in Stanford-upon-Avon in 1564. His birthday is often marked on April 23rd, which is also thought to be the day of his death in 1616, and it's also my birthday. I'm, I'm very proud of that fact. Yeah. I, like, I go telling people that. <laughs> well, Lady Gaga, she is my birthday. But, like, isn't it fitting? I mean, I also share the same birthday as Gigi Hadid and John Cena. Okay, I don't have much beyond Lady Gaga, <laughs> but Lady Gaga. Okay, yeah, she is She is iconic, so I guess I'll give you that. Also, my birthday is on book day. Okay. And Earth Day. Well, it kind of suits you, because you do love, like, writing and creative writing and sorts. Yeah, I just love reading. True. That's my yeah. thing. We both love reading so much. I introduced her to reading, by the way. Yes, you definitely. I I used to read a lot before, but then you reintroduced it back to me, and I was like, yeah. I'm okay, so we're getting off topic. We're gonna go back to the. We're gonna we're going back to the biography. Fine. So during the Elizabethan and Jacobean periods of British theater, Shakespeare was a prolific writer, sometimes called the English Renaissance or the Early Modern Period. Shakespeare's play are undoubtedly his best-known work, yet they are far from his only works. Shakespeare's poetry is widely written today, read today. Some of his most famous work is Romeo and Juliet, about star-crossed lovers, Julius Caesar, the story of the conspiracy against Caesar, his assassination, and the defeat of his conspirators, Hamlet, Prince Hamlet, and his revenge against his Claudius, who has murdered Hamlet's father in order to seize his throne and marry Hamlet's mother, and finally Macbeth, a brave Scottish general named Macbeth, receives a prophecy from a trio of witches that one day he will become king of, king of Scotland and is certainly henceforth. Remember this? Remember this moment and these little facts about these plays, because it will come handy later when I give you a list of movies that are based on this, and you can literally see the, like, the mirror reflections of how modern movies reflect Shakespeare's plays. It's absolutely incredible. So now that's a, uh, so now let's discuss some of 
the way that Mr. Shakespeare has influenced our society. So we have two to three main subtopics today. Words that he's influenced, common phrases, and movies and TV shows that his plays has um, inspired. So first up, influence on the English uh literature and language. Shakespeare made a huge contribution to English language by introducing a large number of new terms. He coined around 1700 regular used terms as well as a slew of new phrases. Shakespeare used the expression it's Greek to me which is used today. It's a term for anything that's tough to comprehend. Shakespeare also used um, the phrase cold-blooded, hot-blooded to connect blood temperature with emotional um, excitation in the Merry Wives of Windsor, which is today a fairly widespread practice. Shakespeare invented all of these expressions, which are frequently utilized by current writers in their works. All those Huxley's Break New World, Robert Stone's The Dog of War, Ray Brandry's Something's Wicked This Way Comes, and Samuel Johnson's A Dictionary of Dictionary of the English Language, all use terms and phrases invented by Shakespeare. Johnson, more than any other, quotes Shakespeare the most in colloquial English. Shakespeare's original expressions are still employed. Some of these words are bandit, critic, dauntless, dwindle, elbow as a verb, and green-eyed to describe, uh, to describe jealousy. You might have heard it in the phrase green-eyed monster, lackluster, and lonely. You also know, um, instead of Greek to me, people also say, um, can you say that in English? And that's also based on that quote that he invented, which is crazy. All these words. He also invented the word eyeballs. What? I'm not even joking. No. Yeah. Eyeballs was uh, originally used in a Midsummer's Night Dream Act 3 scene too. Well, I guess we have him to thank for all, for like, the way English language is today and how we speak. It's crazy. That man is nowhere. I feel like all his work is really old by the language. Just lousy, you know? Yeah, you would think. But it's very modern if we think about it that way. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, eyeball. Like, eyeball, that's crazy. So, within his words, uh, changes and influence, many of our widely known used phrases are also invented by the man himself. Can you guess any of them, Alex? Uh, no. No, it was gonna, it's gonna blow your mind what it actually is. Like, I, when I did research on this and I watched the video, I was like, what? So, you know the knock-knock who's theirs joke? Yeah. That is actually from Macbeth, scene, Act 2, Scene 3. I can't remember specifically what that scene was, but that was from originally I there. I studied Macbeth last year. Yeah, we did. We studied Macbeth, and I don't specifically remember what it was, but I think it's my, it might be the scene where, like, right after they've killed... Uh, what? Duncan? Well, anyways, I find it so interesting that someone who's so old, like 500 years old, can have such a big influence on, I think, modern jokes, modern anything. Yeah. Yeah, also, yeah, so continuing on the phrases, 
We also have a wild goose chase, which is from Romeo and Juliet, Act 2 and Scene 4. Uh, the word assassination, which is used in Macbeth, uh, Act 1, Scene 7. And this phrase, dead as a doornail, from Henry IV, Act 4, Scene 10. And like I said before, the word eyeballs, Midsummer's Night Dream, Act 3, Scene 2. Which is like crazy, because like those are like everyday words that we use all the time. And it was invented by him, and it's been over 400 years since his death. Like, what? He has such a big influence on modern society. It, oh my god. In literature and like in everything. In everything. Like, we've all been influenced by him. In, in, like, Whether in we know it or not. Yeah. That's so crazy. I know, it's like literally insane. I, that's why one of the reasons I love him so much. So let's move on to the entertainment movies and TV shows. So according to the Guinness Book of Records, Wikipedia presently includes 410 Shakespeare adaptations, but IMDb currently has 1,095 productions that credit William Shakespeare in some capacity. That's a lot of adaptations. That is a lot. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to test your theories on... Um, let's say some some scenes from movies that you might have seen so do you know the scene of a person or a thing holding up a skull and saying alas poor york like they're talking to the skull no no you haven't seen it oh well that one has been sprinkled throughout everything from chewbacca to the nightmare before christmas and the lion king you know that scene where um scar is like sitting in his cave and he's holding up the, the the, the skull and talking to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That phrase, alas, poor York, alludes to the fleeting nature of human life. It's from Shakespeare's Hamlet, and the scene um, which appears is one of the playwrights most well-known. And we obviously also cannot forget the absolutely iconic balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. I know, I know you've seen that one. I know. I've seen that. Not I've read it. I've studied it. So, yeah, not just from Romeo and Juliet, but also um, as like in other forms of um, movies and TV shows. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So that play alone, Romeo and Juliet, has been staged over 50 times since 2016. And we can only imagine how many more. So that scene was actually from scene two, act two from... The play the scene has been used in love story by taylor swift you know that scene where she's standing at the balconies and she's singing to romeo oh my gosh yeah That's and mother iconic. yeah and many other famous clips from around the the world which include anything from balcony and two separated lovers which i find so interesting i couldn't find a specific example because it's literally been everywhere i agree i feel like i've seen that um like scene all the time in basically all rom-coms so thank you Shakespeare yeah like that scene where he's like throwing up rocks to the the window to get his attention like I read books with that scene in it and I feel like sometimes the playwrights or directors even do it subconsciously they don't even know but like it's just such an iconic scene that's the power of Shakespeare it's incredible I so, love Shakespeare yeah I think a lot of people don't because his writing can be really hard to understand. Definitely. 
but yeah. I feel like after you learn the importance of it and like the the absolutely massive impact he has had on modern culture, society, everything, I we learn to appreciate it more. Yeah, definitely. So the next one is def you've definitely heard of this one before. It's the commonly phrased, and I think this is actually his most favorite one. To be or not to be, that is the question. I think everyone's heard that phrase, We've right? We've all heard it. In some form. It's actually from the play Hamlet. To be or not to be is the first statement of Prince Hamlet's soliloquy. So, so, soliloquy. I say that word all the time. I can't say it today, apparently. In Act 3, Scene 1 of William Shakespeare's play Hamlet. Hamlet considers death and suicide in his monologue, regretting his life's misery and unfairness, but admitting that, but admitting that the alternative may be worse, which is actually super depressing. Not something you would actually expect to see in Sesame Street, where they say a bee or not a bee, or in the Muppet Hospital, or in Beyonce's song Freakum Dress at the very beginning when she's like dancing in front of the mirrors and putting makeup on. I didn't know that. Oh my god. I know. You search up that song and you literally see her like in front of the mirror putting like blush or something on. Yeah, I know. She said it. Beyonce. Beyonce and Shakespeare in the same realm. Who would who would have thought? Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Um, so now let's move on to some of the movies. Also, a lot of these movies are actually really good and super popular. So I would suggest if you want to, like, give your parents an excuse to watch movies and tell them you're watching this for English. Yeah. <laughs> to study the plots of the plays. So many of these movies have the plots that are based on some of the most famous plays from Shakespeare. Keep in mind that these are just a few, and there are obviously many, many more out there. So first up, we have House of Cards, which is based on Macbeth, a power-hungry couple with vaulting ambitions. Sons of Anarchy, based on Hamlet, a saga about the leader of a biker gang haunted by his father's death, and a power-hungry stepfather. Empire, based on King Lear, a, a hip-hop tycoon settle, setting up his three sons to compete for his hip-hop empire, but ends up going as terribly as it did for King Lear. Ten Things I Hate About You. Actually, this one, uh, my explanation is a little longer because I watched this of like a couple years ago and i didn't remember the plot entirely and the movie is based on the taming of the shrew uh the main character cat is beautiful smart and quite abrasive to some of her fellow teens meaning that she doesn't attract many boys unfortunately unfortunately for her younger sister bianca house rules say that she can't date until cat has a boyfriend so stranger pulls to set um the door damsel up for romance Soon, Cat crosses path with a handsome new arrival, Patrick Verona. Will Cat let her guard down enough to fall effortlessly uh, for the effortlessly charming Patrick? Yeah, Wait, I didn't know. Isn't Verona uh, set, uh, the set for Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, I was literally going to say that. Right? Like, the names of the characters, the places set, the plot, is all based on, like, it's all based on his plays. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Yeah, it's literally, yeah. His, the power that he has in literature is, and art as well. Like, so many paintings of Shakespeare, so many. Also, 
this is a fun fact about Shakespeare. I've learned this from my English teacher, but you know how um, he was uh, the playwright to Queen Elizabeth and then King James? Yeah. His plays really change in plot to fit for that, to fit the monarch. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Appeal to them, right? Yeah, because he used to do a lot of um, comedies and romances, I guess, for Queen Elizabeth. But when they changed, um, when King James came to power, he did more tragedies and violence and gore and that sort of sense. Yeah, I don't, like, how does he come up with these plots? Like, he's dead now, but, like, can you, like, the pride he must feel. Like, all of his plays are so well kept. Like, the modern adaptations are beautiful, and it's, like, crazy. It's so crazy. Wow. It was shocking. Uh, And finally, I think this is obviously the most famous one of them all the lion king is based on hamlet a little lion avenging his father's murder by his uncle and taking his rightful place at the leader of the pride it is a fantastic movie based on a fantastic play and probably the only one that has probably a better real life adaptation than the cartoon actually no i take that back it's not better but it's like equally as good i haven't watched the lion king real life adaptation it's really good. The animals are really realistic. Their the mouth is a little weird, but I really like it. I heard Mulan sucked. No, I don't. I didn't like that one. I really want to watch Spider Man No Way Home. You haven't watched it? Oh my god! I literally watched it with my brother um the other day, and it was so good. I might go sometime. You have to watch it. Oh my god, there is one scene that I think will be forever talked about. It is so iconic, and the whole theater was like screaming and yelling if you have already watched it you know like you know what i'm talking about the scene the portal and then like like come in stop spoiling that was literally not a spoiler but i cannot i told so many people about it i told one of my friends about it and then he went to watch it and then he came back and he was like i cried my way through the movie and the whole like theater erupted well, that no, one scene. I'm just gonna ask my mom that I can if I can go to the theater today, and I'll just take my mom with me because for her. But I don't. Have, <laughs> I don't want to watch a movie alone. <laughs> no, it's dangerous. Don't do that. So I'll go with my mom. You had to go with your mom. It's so much. Fun. I'll just drag her with me. I'm like, sorry, mom. You had to watch Far From Home with me. Now you have to watch No Way Home. <laughs> no, literally, I had to drag her for that one too. So. Or go with your friends, or, or your friends who didn't. They've already watched it, and that's the thing. <laughs> and they didn't invite you, haha. <laughs> they, they went with their parents, too. Oh, okay, I see. Alex has no friends. Oh, I take that, take it back. I don't take it back. Oh, you, you are off my friend list, so. <laughs> so it's a very short list that I've been taking off. How dare you? You just don't know them because they're too cool for you. <laughs> they literally went to watch movies with their parents and didn't invite you. I mean, yeah, I guess they are cool. It's the COVID that. pandemic with Omicron. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Whatever. And I had to go to the dentist, so I said no. That too. I hate 
the dentist. I'd rather go watch a movie than go to the dentist. My mom already booked it weeks ago. So. You can't cancel a dentist appointment. I just don't show up. How does your mom let you? I even jacked up my schedule and I completely forgot because I was studying for a test. Wow. I don't, I can't get braces yet, though. I don't know. You still have, like, 12 baby teeth. No, you are I don't have any. Of course you can't. My wisdom teeth hasn't come out yet, so I can't get it, apparently. And I'm, like, pretty old, so. That's really a abnormal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I have braces. Years older than me. Yeah, I am. But it's just my teeth has it's it's really slow in development. My teeth is older than your teeth. Yeah, I guess. It's developed more. It's fine. We all have (laughs) our different paces. No need to teeth (laughs) shame. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna end up this topic with a little paragraph that I wrote <laughs> about the amazing world of William Shakespeare and you're just gonna have to listen through it as I read so as you can see Shakespeare's reach in modern world is for lack of a better word absolute which is also another word that he invented so mm-hmm. if you saw my thing there so we are never going to get rid of him and that is a good thing even if you like hate him like you use his words every day anyways so like yeah so from his influence of from movies to words and phrases to actual way poetry is written and sentences are spoken it is beyond incredible to see the way one english poet dramatist and playwright has changed society as we know it and he will continue to change it and we are just going to sit back and we are going to just let it happen we are going to thrive. this is william shakespeare's world and we are just living in it yeah yeah, and it also shows the power of literature. Like Taylor, a bunch of Taylor Swift songs is based on super like amazing and famous. Like The Great Gatsby was in. Um, that's why you can't have nice things. Love Story obviously was from William Shakespeare. And the green light from there's a lyric happiness. Yeah, the green light was from. Um, I don't remember which one was it. Happiness. Yeah, happiness, and that was from Great Gatsby as well. Rebecca was intolerated. She like she's a literature icon. She Well, I think that's it for today's topic, and now we move on to the fun end. Yes, take it away, Alex. I'm actually really excited for the fun end, and I got two because. I could pick between the two I found, and they're both equally funny, I think, I find to be. Let's start it. Let's do it. The tweets and squawks of an endangered Australian bird were used to create an album that debuted in the top five on the ARIA music charts. Songs of Disappearance is outperforming ABBA and The Weeknd, as well as holiday favorites Michael Buble and Mariah Carey. Um, this record, which was created by BirdLife Australia, has the song of songs of 53 of Australia's most endangered species. Oh, that's absolutely beautiful. I love that. I know. It's so sweet. Next, <laughs> a court heard that smugglers sought to move 5.5 million pounds worth of cocaine from the UK to Ireland 
uh, hid it by hiding it in pallets of yogurt and orange juice. What? How did they? What? Like juice boxes. It, it wasn't filled with orange juice and the cocaine, but it was just the cocaine? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, cocaine, 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 cocaine. In total, 69 kilograms of the Class A substance were discovered in one kilogram bricks. Oh, my God. Oh! Wow, that's weird. No, not weird, but that's, like, wow, that's creative, I guess, but, like... I mean, no, I don't know. I don't know if I, I no. I mean, I guess I don't know how. I don't know if to, to compliment it as a good thing or like. Well, it's not a good thing. It's just funny because they thought of it. They thought to I mean, put it into such different <laughs> containers. I mean, points for creativity. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Points for creativity. Yay. I'm glad that they were caught, though. So. Yeah. That's a lot of money, too. 5.5 million pounds? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's our episode. Then and there. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah. Always yours, Alex and Kara. Bye. Have fun. See you. Bye. Thank you.